The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey guys, it's time for the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta and joining me tonight is Joan Kelly Walker. Hi, Hi everybody. How was, uh, how was your weekend? Wonderful. Yeah. Always wonderful. I know. You always seem to have a great time up north. Lucky you. Lucky brother. Yeah. I need a cottage, too. Yeah, it's just nice to get up and get away, and I really feel like I have a little break from, you know, the intensity of COVID and everything. I feel that summertime is a break for me, always. I yeah. always have a little break in the summer. We need a break. Yes, or definitely. We yeah. We get bogged down with too much stuff. Well, tonight we have an interesting and inspiring guest. His name is Joseph Tito. He's a film and TV director and producer, as well as the man behind The Dad Diaries, which is an online blog that chronicles his journey as a gay man who wanted to become a father and took matters into his own hands. Through surrogacy, Joseph is now a single dad of two adorable twin girls, and let me tell you, they are so cute. Mm -hmm. It's Maya and Stella are the names. And through his blog, he reveals the ups and downs of his journey, the struggles of, of single parenthood, and consequently how that has impacted his dating life, and will also give his advice to others looking to start a family through surrogacy. Welcome, Joseph, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So let's get started. What made you decide to pursue surrogacy? Uh, well, I always wanted to be a dad. Um, and so I always told myself by the time I'm 35, I'd be a dad and I didn't know how, uh, then 35 came and went. And like you said, I was, um, producing and directing all over the world. So I was traveling and, uh, then I was turning 37 and I said, okay, it's either now or never. And, uh, yeah, I looked kind of into everything. I looked into adoption, but as a single gay man is, is, pretty pretty hard to adopt uh and then i looked into surrogacy and so um yeah at the time i had a partner so i wasn't single but um yeah that's that's why i looked into surrogacy and then i continued the process and many 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 embryo transfers later i finally got uh, me and stella Wow. So you know what, what, sorry, what really jumped out at me about what you were just saying was the way that you're talking about a timeline, like you thought, you know, 35 is a good age and then 37 was rolling around. It's interesting because most men don't think about those biological timelines. So, you know, I, I just find that really interesting that you were planning that way. The thing with me is like, I didn't want to be a 60 year old with a toddler. Like yeah. I'm already exhausted at 40. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine <laughs> I being hear 60 with a toddler. So um, the timeline for me was, was for the girls too, you know, or for, for my child at the time, I didn't know what I was having, but um, you know, I didn't want to be, I wanted to be young. I wanted to be able to run with them and carry them around the house and play with them and, you know, not be tired. And 
Because I remember thinking the same thing. When I hit 35, if I don't have children, I'm going to look into it. I never did. But (laughs) that was was the age, but I never really did anything about it. But good for you for doing something about it. And you chose Kenya because the clinic that you used advertised that it was the only country where a single man or same-sex couple can go through the process. And that in all other countries, you must be married to a woman. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how does that make you feel that the acceptance of homosexuality in society, I mean, still remains sharply divided by country? At the time, like I was living in the Middle East and I mean, I've, I've just come to terms with it. Like, I mean, you could be upset and you could be angry and but I mean, it is what it is like luck. Like that's why I also started the blog just to kind of get it out there and, and to tell people that it is possible. Um, I mean, it, it, it does, it gets me angry. Like, why do I have to be, you know, married to a woman to have a child, you know, um, that has nothing to, I, I personally think, I mean, that this is going to cause, I don't know what it's going to cause, but like a lot of people might disagree with me, but you know, you don't necessarily like a child doesn't need a mother and a father. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that a child needs love. And I mean, even adoption, you know, I looked into adoption. There's so many children around the world that, that just need love and just need to be, um, you know, mm-hmm. cared for. And, and, and we're, we're not given that, that possibility just because we're gay and it's pretty sad. Was it harder if you looked into adoption in Canada? Was that harder than adoption elsewhere in the world? Well, I mean, adoption in Canada, my cousin went through it, and uh, they're married, a husband and wife, and it took them four years to 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 find the, process, you know, the, the, go the process, the paperwork, everything. And they're a married couple, so I, I mean, I didn't really look into it that much in Canada. I was looking more in, like, you know, third world countries and countries that really need, you know, there's children like Syria and, and there. Would it also that, take four years to adopt a child, let's say in Syria? Well, in, in the Arab world is actually uh, illegal. So you can't, you can't adopt uh, just because they're, they're very tribal. So you can't, the child can't take your last name. Hmm. And so that and they try and keep the child within their own culture, I think. Within their own tribe, yeah. Yeah. Joseph, uh-huh. so, you, how did you find this agency in Kenya? Uh, well, the agency, yeah, it was in India. The, the agency oh, in India. In India, yeah. And, um, and they were, I found them because, like, like you said, I saw that they were, they were offering in Kenya uh, the, for same-sex couples and, and gay men, and that wasn't the case, but we can talk about that another time. Um, and well, we want to hear the process, actually. Yeah, when we come back from the break. We're going to take a break soon, but after that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but just quickly, uh, before the break, what is surrogacy for for people that don't know what it is? We have about 20 uh, seconds. Well, surrogacy is basically um, I bought an egg, and um, you pay a woman to carry the my sperm and the egg that I chose, um, and they're the surrogate. They're okay, the and you go through a catalog for the egg to choose the Pretty egg? Much. yeah. Okay, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. We're talking to Joseph Tito. He is a gay man who chose surrogacy as a way to have a child and was blessed with twin girls. We'll be right back. 
Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night and you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. My co-host tonight is Joan Kelly Walker. Hey, everybody. And our guest is Joseph Tito. He's a gay man who, through surrogacy, is now a single dad of two adorable twin girls. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, from reading your blog, you became a dad to twin girls via surrogate in Kenya, and it yeah. wasn't easy. Um, you had a relationship breakup. You had four unsuccessful embryo transfers, and yeah. then you went through all this legal stuff, right, that was, uh, I think, hell, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we got stuck in Kenya. I would love uh, to know, and I think everyone else would love to know, what was that journey like specifically? Uh, uh, the, like the whole journey? Uh, just, the whole you know, journey yeah, is a roller coaster. It's, okay. Um, besides, yeah, like, so I, me and my, my partner broke up uh, after the third failed embryo transfer. Um, and each embryo transfer, it's, it's, I mean, you're so excited. You get, you know, uh, they, they implant the woman, and then you wait two weeks. And those two weeks are like the longest ever. And then each time I would hear um, it's not successful, kind of like a little piece of you dies inside. Oh, it's so disappointing. I'm so sorry to hear that happen three times. It, four times. Four times. <laughs> and now, then, is that why you guys broke up? Because um, No, well, we broke up because like, I just felt that he didn't really want um, to change his lifestyle and didn't really want a family. And he was just kind of going along with it. And, you know, Uh, maybe all that happened for a reason, you know? Well, all that did happen for a reason, because the original woman that that we chose actually looked like him and was like his sister, like looked exactly the same. Um, And then after we broke up, my agency contacted me and said, you know, you have to change uh, donors because it's not working. Mm. And so I changed the donor and... So, you know, before the break, we were talking about the catalog, and I'm just, I'm really curious, like, how does that work? You're, you're looking through a catalog of potential carriers or potential donors. Women, how, yeah. Like, did you have a list of criteria? How did you figure out, okay, here's the type of person I'm looking for, physically what I'm looking mm-hmm. for? Well, physically, physically, um, I, wanted, I wanted, like, dark hair. Um, so the, the girls are actually half Indian, uh, the ones that I ended up choosing. Um, I think I wanted, I, I was looking at their education. I was looking at their health. Um, I was looking at their interests, what they did. Um, and I, I wanted her to, to be attractive. <laughs> so, mm, yeah. And to be a good person. Like how much did you get to well, know you, them? Well, you don't really, you don't get to know them at all. It's kind of like going to a sperm bank, right? You've got a sheet of paper with a picture and um, their their interests, their hobbies, their health, uh, their education. There's you, you don't you don't get to meet them. So once they're once you're you're starting the process, though, do you have interactions with them then, or just towards the end of the pregnancy? What how does that no, work? No, no, no. So the egg is something different. So the egg um, is a woman she doesn't even know. Like she donates her eggs and and that and then uh that's then the embryo is then implanted into another woman 
So you're doing the selection based on the egg, and then the it, the other woman, I guess, uh, you know, you're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't pick her. No, like you can pick her here in Canada. Um, you can you can pick every. I didn't have that ability. Um, I just whatever they whoever it was, it was. Now we weren't we weren't allowed to have contact with them while they were pregnant. Um, I. I had a I had a friend who was doing their doctorate in Kenya, so I ended up getting her number and we talked all the time. Okay. Um, and and yeah, so I got I I met her basically ten days before the girls were born. So Joseph, you met the woman that was carrying your babies ten days before she delivered them. First of all, I want to find out about the moment when you found out it was actually twins instead of one baby. <laughs> and what was it like to actually see this woman pregnant with your children? Um, so, well, I have, I have it all on YouTube. I vlogged the whole thing. Um, it was, it was unreal. Uh, when I, you know, she walked into the room and for me, it was like this angel came in. Oh, so emotional. Um, and it was like, my mother started crying. She started crying. The doctor was crying. I was crying. She was crying too. She was because my mom, my mom was with me. Uh, we went to Kenya together and it was just really, uh, again, I, it, you go through so much and not being around. Like, that's one thing when people contact me and say, you know, how, what was it like to go through surrogacy or should I do it in Canada? Should I do it abroad? I mean, not having her around you mm-hmm. is the scariest thing in the world because mm-hmm. you don't know what she's putting into her so body. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Um, and then it's 22 hours away. So if anything were to happen, if I, so when I met her, it was just, and then I put my hands on her stomach. And, and again, it's a Muslim country. So I was like, am I allowed to touch you? Like, so she's like, yeah, yeah, go. Um, and so when, as soon as I touched them, they both started kicking like really, Aww. really hard. And she was like, that's so weird. I just, they usually kick when they're hungry, but I just ate. Um, and so it was just like this, it, it was a surreal moment. Like I can't can, even explain that. Can you imagine though, what goes through someone's mind when they are the surrogate? Mm-hmm. You know, they're carrying these babies for nine That's months. What I was going to ask. Away, you feel yeah. like it's your own, and you have to give them away. But then I'm sure she's doing it because it's a poor country. And yeah, Joseph. So what? Like I know you can't speak for her, but what was her motivation to do this for you? Like I've heard of other surrogates, and they do it well, to do a, a big act of kindness for another couple. Yeah. So I have a lot of surrogates that do follow me on on Instagram, and that's how why they do it. Uh, but for her, it, 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 it was money. Like, she was very detached. It's not her DNA. It wasn't her, like, you know, she was very detached from them. Um, hmm. Does she with, have other with, children? She has two children, yeah. Oh, wow. So you're creating a better life for them. Yeah, I, I guess. For money, yeah. yeah. I guess, you know, yeah. supporting Oh, for them. them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure, yes. Okay, Joseph, I want to hear a little bit more about your trip to Kenya because it wasn't that easy for you. You came across some issues, some more issues, yeah. and it took you a while to leave that country. Yeah, so basically, uh, thank God they just changed the law back to how it was. Um, so the, the uh, what's his name? Anyways, they passed a law in 2015 that if, so I was I'm Canadian and I was but I was born in Italy. So uh, I was born in Italy to a Canadian mom. So I automatically was Canadian. So that made me second generation Canadian. The law states that if my child isn't born in Canada, they they don't get 
citizenship. Oh, did you know so that before? I did know that before, and I emailed all my information to the embassy in Kenya way before the girls were even thought of. Uh, and they were like, yeah, yeah, no, everything's fine. And so I was like, okay, everything's fine. Because if, if it wasn't fine, I would have done other steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, it was really, really, really hard. Like, we were stuck there. We weren't allowed to come back. But how long? We, we need to take a break, but how long were you stuck there for? Followers, only three weeks. Okay. Well, that's not so bad. No. I thought you were stuck there for about a year. Great. No, I'm supposed to be. It's going to be a long time when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> we'll be right days. back. <laughs> In a third world country. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This is the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host, Laura Bilotta. Joining me tonight is Joan Kelly Walker and Joseph Tito, the man behind The Dad Diaries, an online blog and YouTube channel that chronicles the journey of a gay father uh, of surrogate twins, Mia and Stella. It's Mia, right? Or Maya? Yes, Mia. Mia, Mia. Okay, before the break, you were telling us about your journey in Kenya. You were there, you were stuck there for three weeks. Then what happened? How did you end up getting your passports? Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't, they just, I still, they still don't have passports. They just became citizens now. Um, right. So basically I had to sponsor them and uh, sponsoring them meant that I had to wait in Kenya six months to a year. Ooh. Um, and that, I mean, already I'm like a new dad, twins, not sleeping, not like, I was just like, I didn't know what to do. And I freaking thanks, out. Oh, I, oh, it was bad. Um, and thank God that I was on social media and my followers are bless them. And they bombarded the embassy with emails and calls and wow. text messages and, 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 and so three weeks later, basically they, they called me and they're like, you know what, take a temporary travel document and leave the country. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, done. Perfect. Congratulations. Because uh, I thought you. I read the blog, and it didn't. You didn't explain that in the blog. It was, it was almost like you left it off, like you were stuck in Kenya. So I didn't know what happened. <laughs> well, yeah. So basically, and uh, two months ago, they became citizens. So oh took, wow! So the oh, power okay. of social media, Joan. Woo-hoo. Yes, I love it. <sighs> So, okay, let's get back to this moment where all of a sudden you've got these two little babies. Like, I've had two babies, but I had them one at a time, and I was completely overwhelmed. My husband was off working, and, you know, so I was pretty much alone. And the first baby I bring it home, I'm like, now what do I do? How did you deal with that moment and the fact that it was two of them? Well, the first six months, I cried every night. Yeah. Um, I told myself why the hell did I do this? And did you have help? What was I thinking? Um, I had my mom. I had my mom that that helped. And then after six months, I got a nanny that is like God sent her to me. Like she just changed (laughs) my life completely. Um, But yeah, it's hard. It's tough. And I mean, you know, you read all these blogs and mothering and mother bloggers that are like all happy and great and beautiful. It's not. Mm-hmm. You're tired. I mean, you're tired. You're not sleeping a lot, and you don't look after yourself because you're so busy. And uh, what about your career? You were a film and TV director. 
Um, so are you working now or now that you have uh, well, a nanny, can you work from home? Well, yeah. So now, I mean, I don't do TV anymore just because, like, the, that's, I mean, you so sure you guys know. Hours it's are crazy. So many hours. And so now I'm an influencer. So I do a lot of work uh, online. And then I'm a content creator. So I still do content, but for companies. Yeah. Do you but ever fear that the fact that your daughters won't grow up without a mom? Like, does that ever come into your mind? And- <sighs> Um, sometimes, sometimes, like sometimes, yeah, like I feel, I feel guilty and I feel, yeah, you know, that, that, but I mean, my mom is such a big role model for them. Mother figure. Yeah. That's um, what I was going to say. Amazing. And I have so many women in my life that are amazing and that, you know, help out and, you know, my cousins. And so I, I feel I mean, the girls are so happy. Um, they're always laughing. They're always smiling. They're happy. So I'm, I must be doing something right. What does it not be happy at at a year and a half? <laughs> exactly. Well, in Canada, are, like constantly crying. With cry. a dad who loves them. <laughs> they can't see what's going on. The craziness going on out oh, there. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I want to talk a little bit more about your relationship uh, that you had because you mentioned in your blog that prior to your uh, surrogacy journey that you're in a long-term relationship, but your partner wasn't really ready for children. Now, Mm -hmm. what was that like? How does one navigate this type of mismatch in values in their relationship? Like, did you know this from the beginning and, oh, things might change, maybe convince him? Well, no. The thing is, like, he knew knew from the beginning that I wanted a family. Like, that was, I'm, I'm straightforward. I'm very open. I don't beat around the bush. Um, and so when the time came, I said to him, I'm like, it's, it's now, it's now. Like, you know, by the time we go through the process, you know, we're going to be 40. And then, and so he's like, yeah, well, let's see. And, and then kind of like I, I was, you know, even choosing the egg. And then when I was going to Kenya, I said, no, you should probably come with me to Kenya. Uh, to deposit like it's a big deal right so he's like no I can't I gotta work and so just me vlogging the whole experience I realized you know he's not really there and he doesn't really want to be there but he was he there for the other three times he, well no well he was like I had to go to Kenya by myself by myself the, the initial time to deposit my semen okay. um, and so he didn't come with that there and then he wasn't like, I mean, he would say, oh, I'm sorry. Like, okay, great. You're sorry. Like, <laughs> what is that? Hmm. Um, maybe and, he and, was just like really frightened all of a sudden. Like this is, you know, it's great to think of it as a concept like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? And then all of a sudden it's really happening. And maybe he just hmm, got cold I think, feet. I, I think, think a lot of men feel like that. Even in a heterosexual relationship, they're like, oh my God, we're doing this. And then it's kind of too late to get out of it. And all of a sudden there's a bunch of kids. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. Um, yeah. and, I, and I told them, I told and I, I said, no, I don't think this is what I really want. So I, I think maybe we should break up and maybe I'll find someone that wants the same thing. And I thought he would say, no, 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 no. It's like, come on, I'm, I'm just, you know. And he was like, no, I get, yeah, you're right. I'm like, okay, Aww. great. <laughs> Glad to hear that. This. But hey, there's somebody out there for everybody. You're going to find someone even more special. That's well, gonna... I'm waiting for Laura to get on that. <laughs> yeah, he wants you to match him up. <laughs> and he should. When we come back, we're going to hear about Joseph's dating life on the Dating and Relationship Show. Stay with us. 
the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're back. You're tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta and Joan Kelly Walker's with me tonight. Also, Joseph Tito's in studio. He's a gay man who chose surrogacy as a way to have a child and was blessed with twin girls. Beautiful twin girls, may I add. Uh, he also uh, runs a blog, um, The Dad Diaries, and you can find him on Instagram, thedaddiaries.ca. Okay, Joan, I think you have a question for... I do, I do. Okay, so Joseph, Mia and Stella are now a year and a half old. You mm-hmm. kind of settled into life here in Canada. Have you started dating again? What's it like dating as a single uh, dad with one-and-a-half-year-old mm-hmm. twin girls? In I can answer that for him. <laughs> Dating sucks in general. Um, and also, I'm, I'm so tired. Like, I just want, like, I want to skip the dating part, and I just want to be, like, married. Like, let's just, like, come home after work. You're tired. It's not going to happen like that, dinner. I know. I know. And I you can't put dating. that vibe been... out there because you're going to scare guys. I know. Put that no. out there, right? Because um, they're going to pick I... up on it quickly. I know. I find I find though that most gay men don't want a family. Mm. Um, most gay men I find like the idea of having kids, but then when push comes, it's like, mm, you know, I'd rather go to Puerto Vallarta for the weekend. Um, you know, it's. I have been dating. It, it's, it's. You need to tough. find like an Anderson Cooper type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So do you Maybe come him, like but... right out of the gates and say, "Look, I have two little girls"? Or do you I kinda, do. Yeah. Just, on, yeah. Even on the app and stuff, there it's 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 such a big part of my life, right? It's yeah. not that I have a partner or an ex that has the kids once a, like a week and I have them a week. They're they're with me twenty four hours a day. So if you <laughs> want to start dating or even you know, you have to know that right away. I think you it's, don't want to. Really yeah, you want to disclose the fact that you have children right away. The 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 thing is, you don't want to run into having uh, be talking about your children the entire time, especially when you first meet someone. They don't want to okay. learn about your, their your children. They want to learn more about you and are we compatible before you start talking about the children. I don't talk. I try not to talk about the children because I'm talking children all day long when I yeah. do go out, which is so so far few times I want to have an adult conversation about adult things and they, they'd end up asking me a lot about the children or my process or how I had them or, and so I'll go into it, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Dating. Uh, I don't know. Okay. What, let's, so what were you finding on the apps, on the dating apps? I, I mean, Hey, listen, dating as a heterosexual person is complicated, but I know that dating as a gay man is even more complicated because you're right. A lot of the um, uh, gay people are, it's like more of a hookup culture, right? You're looking exactly. For exactly. For the most part, not all, but I mean, I would say probably the majority, <laughs> the majority, right? So, that must be difficult, uh, being on those apps and be having to go through and figure out, okay, who's serious about a relationship? Who's just looking for a hookup? 
is it pretty obvious? Like, I haven't gone through the the, the dating apps, like the gay dating apps, but are, are people pretty obvious about their intentions and what they're looking for? It, it, yeah, it depends which app. Like, there's Grinder, which is for one thing, Scruff, which is for another. There's Tinder, there's Tumblr, but Bumble and all these. I mean, they do. Yeah, I find dating apps like is killing our society because oh, people are yeah. not investing time into dating like like you said it, it takes time to date it takes energy it takes a commitment and i find these apps are just so like scroll left and right and then like you know they might scroll right and we we match and then all of a sudden they're like oh no uh you know it, it just fizzles out it doesn't go anywhere because you don't meet them right i think you have to meet someone face to face like see them and, and, and smell them and touch I'm them. I'm a big fan of video <laughs> chatting. You need to get on video chat calls with people. That's going to save you so much time. I also know Joan. Joan uh, was at her cottage um, yes. the past weekend, and, and you had an experience uh, she, with dating yeah, apps. So she's single now. She's really not happy being single during COVID, and so she's on uh, Bumble and one of the other ones. And so we went on there, and I've never been on any of them before. I've been married for 20 years and together with, that, with him for three years before that. So all of this has transpired since then. And I was completely blown away. It is taken away, like it's a split-second decision. Exactly. People are so harsh. And we were saying things like, oh, his uh, his ears are big. Or like it's just really <laughs> critical things that I would never say to anybody. But that's sort of what it comes down to. And my exactly. son pointed that out. And I thought, you know, this is this is really hard nowadays. I think it would be really hard. It is. It, it, it's, yes. it's not, especially like you said, during COVID, like you feel so alone and especially having kids and having babies, like, and not right. having someone there. It's like, let me tell you, you something alone. during COVID is a great time, has been a really great time to get to know someone on more of a deeper, more emotional level. I found, I actually, I found that guys were actually stopping to have conversations with me online um whereas normally you know it you have a chat here and there but they again they fizzle but i find that they're hanging around more so maybe you want to at least try getting back online uh during this time because people aren't just able to go and meet people as freely as before and they might the the serious ones might actually take the time to chat with you Mm -hmm. yeah it's just finding those serious ones yeah how do you tell (laughs) they can help you with that like someone said, if you write the word hey, the more whys you put at the end, the more interested you are. Like, are there no. like that? I don't, hey. I don't know. That. No? like the font. Hey. Dope. <laughs> 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 it was actually a teenager that told me that, so maybe that's in teenage culture. We're going to come back. Can't wait. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, Joan Kelly Walker and I, Laura Bilotta, we're joined by Joseph Tito. He is a gay man who, through surrogacy, is a single dad of adorable twin girls. He's also going to give his advice to others looking to start a family through surrogacy. But before we get into that, I have a question for you. Um, 
about Pride Day. What does Pride Day mean to you, and what are you going to teach your girls about Pride Day? Uh, well, Pride to me is, I mean, I, I personally think there shouldn't be a Pride Day, but just be proud in general and every day. Um, and that's exactly what I'm going to teach my girls, just to be proud of who they are and and be proud and, and don't judge. And I know it's hard, like, Joan, you said, you know, you were looking at the apps and you were judging the guy's ears. Um, like, it's, I, it's, it's, I can't, I can't believe I said that on the radio, Joan. That was just an example. <laughs> that was an example, but I'm saying I'm, I mean, that's what I want to teach my girls, basically, yeah. that, you know, to be proud of who they are and, and don't judge anybody because you don't know what. And there's a person in there. And to be kind and to treat others the way they treat you and the way you want to be treated. So, Joseph, um, let's get back to the surrogacy thing. Um, I've talked to other couples that are interested in surrogacy, and it seems like nobody really knows where to start. What advice would you give to people that are looking into surrogacy? Um, Well, I know here in Canada, there are agencies that, that help you from A to Z. Um, they, they'll help you with deciding everything to picking the doctors, to picking the clinics, to finding you surrogates, to everything. So if, if I were to do it here, uh, I would definitely go to one of these agencies uh, and they know the ins and outs. They know the laws. They know everything like because there's just so much red tape mm-hmm. um, behind it that you either need to really know the laws and, and the regulations and the rules and the contracts and everything, or just go to someone, go to someone that, that that's what they do for a living. So that would be well, your advice really to, to go to someone that just eats, breathes, sleeps, all of this, and are, is really trained in it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, would, I would do that. What people expect to pay from beginning to end? Uh, now it's different because you went to Kenya, but if you do I went it, to Kenya, but I still Canada, pay. I, I, I paid about a hundred thousand dollars with trips and everything, and 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 and. Um, in Canada, yeah, I could. I know in Canada now the first. I don't know about surrogacy, but I know for IVF the first treatment is free, which uh, for women that are trying to get pregnant. Um, which that saves about twenty five thousand um, dollars. So it can it can go from a hundred thousand to I have friends that have done it in in L A that have spent two hundred and fifty thousand. Wow! And what about successful? the the carrier? Successful? successful, yeah. Oh, that's good. At least, <laughs> sorry, yeah, two hundred fifty thousand. What about the carrier when she? When you found out it was twins, do you pay her more, or is it just like per pregnancy? I, yeah, yeah, I ended up paying more because it was twins. Oh my goodness! And did, well, you were not expecting that, right? Anymore? Are you joking? And when I found out there were twins, I wanted to jump off my balcony. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought of was two universities. How am I going to do this by myself? Oh my goodness! Could you imagine though if you couldn't even afford to pay for the other? What would you do? <laughs> Keep one. Oh, well, <laughs> it's not that much more, but like. <laughs> Okay. You, you you find the money. Put it that and way. Was, how did the carrier feel when she found out it was twins? Or did you talk to her about that? I didn't talk to her about that, but I don't think she because they don't they don't even if it's a singleton they don't deliver. Uh, it's uh, C-section. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the like what what I read is when a woman gives birth, like actually naturally, 
that's when their emotions come in mm-hmm. a lot. And so by doing it, C-section is just safer for the baby. And also it gives the intended parent the time to get to the hospital uh, and know when to be there. Like I had to go to Kenya. So I had to book, you know, my flight and everything around, around that. Um, but it's also just safer for the babies. Like no, no complications happen. And yeah. How big were they when they were born? They were tiny. Mia was they four pounds. They were premature, right? Four yeah. pounds. Yeah, Mia yeah. was four pounds and Stella was five pounds. Aww, and they're so cute. Joseph, uh, last question, uh, unless we have time for another, but are there any misconceptions about surrogacy that you would like to dispute? Now's your chance. <laughs> misconceptions, well, oof. it's it's a tough one. Like, I, I know that basically in Canada and in the States, the surrogates have all the power. Um, and so meaning that the woman that gives birth, whether it's her DNA or not, um, has the power to decide mm, whether decide to keep what? the baby or not. Hmm. Get out. Um, and if they do keep the baby, then the intended parents have to pay alimony um, and uh, not have their baby. So that's why I say go to someone that legally knows their stuff um, to help you with all that. That can happen here in Canada. You can Canada pay someone to be a surrogate yeah. mother, and then she can decide that she wants to keep this baby. Even if it's not her so egg. Legally, legally in Canada, you can't pay them. Right. So you can't technically pay them. You pay them in other ways. but um, So legally, you can't care. You can't, which I think that you should legally pay them. So, like, it's a contract, and it ends there. Whereas now there's all this gray, I, I, they're changing the surrogacy laws. Like the, the laws scary. in Canada were were in the 80s, I think. That's when they came out with the laws. And I know a lot of the MPs here, because of my story as well, are uh, actively trying to change the, the laws. We're taking a break now. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. What an interesting show tonight. We're learning all about surrogacy with Joseph Tito, the man behind the Dad Diaries, an online blog and YouTube channel that chronicles the journey of a gay father of surrogate twins. And Joan Kelly Walker is also in studio with me, the lovely Joan Kelly Walker, let's say. And I'm Laura Bellotta. Before we took a break, we were talking about uh, the laws in Canada versus the laws around the world for surrogacy. And you were saying that uh, the current laws were set up in about the 1980s, and things have moved so quickly in so many other areas. Uh, what, what do you think should be the direction that we're going in as far as surrogacy laws in Canada? What do I th- uh, I, I mean, I don't know, but um, I, I just think that, I mean, more power should be given to to the intended parents because ultimately, I, and I mean, now I'm a gay man, so I don't have a woman that can carry my baby, but there are a lot of people that go through surrogacy where the woman can't have kids, you know, so they use a surrogate to, to be able to grow their family and, you know, not giving them the, the, the power it is difficult. It's already difficult for a woman not to be able to have babies. 
let alone, you know, taking the power away from them, going through the whole process and then all of a sudden realizing, oh, I'm, I, I don't have that baby. I can't, <gasps> you know, it, it's just, you know, I, I think the law, the law should be a little bit more opened. Um, the world has changed. Um, you know, women that are surrogates are doing it. It's not that they're forced to do it. They want to do it. Um, and so just to, to, to maybe be a little bit more relaxed around it. Um, I are know there a are... lot of women that are interested in being a surrogate. Um, I mean, like I said before, I have, I have a lot of surrogates that follow me. Yeah, uh, on Instagram, and they they there are there are in North America in North America, yeah, and they, they they that's what they do, and they love doing it. They love you know to be able to give the gift of life to a family. It's huge. Mm-hmm. That's you beautiful. Know? I wouldn't be able to do it, Joan. Could you do that? Well, you know, some people just love being pregnant, and I was one of those people, and I probably you would did? have had a lot more kids, but my husband, you know, he he had four kids. He's done. Um, but you know, some some women they just love the whole process of it because it's really beautiful. And if you like, some some people have a hard time in pregnancy, some people don't. So I can see how some women would just be in love with the aspect that you can do that and you can create life, and then you can share it with with the world. And I wonder what is the process for a surrogate to find out who she's caring for? Like she's passing that baby back to. Someone and like you said, you didn't even meet the the carrier until I didn't in Kenya, but here you do. Here, oh, here you, you do. Meet, here you choose. You even choose your surrogate. Mm. Yeah, because you, you know you... ultimately she wants to protect that baby and make sure that that baby's going to someone who says who you know who is who they say they are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And also, you want to like make sure that she's also. You know, she's carrying your child, right? So you want to make sure she's eating healthy. She's, you know, she's not doing drugs. She's not she's smoking. Not she's not this. She's not yeah, this. She's not smoking. So, um, huh. so, Joseph, I want to talk about uh, your blog now and your social media account. I love the Dad Diaries. It's the daddiaries.ca, I believe, on Instagram. And Instagram, then it's, yeah. it's on the com uh, is your blog. blog. So what yeah. made you decide to create a blog around this? Was it... Was it because you were just looking for a different occupation at the time? No, right no. Now, people are making a living out of social media, right? Well, I am, thank God, because I'm able to work from home. But no, it wasn't about that. For me, it was because when I was looking for it, there was so little information on men having uh, babies and going through surrogacy. I didn't find anything, right? So that's why I started the blog and, and, and just documenting my experience because you know, I get I get emails daily from people all over the world asking me questions, and and I love that. If I could help them, I would. You know, there's there's so much, like I said, gray area when it comes to this that like you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do. You, and all of a sudden, you have to send twenty thousand U.S. dollars to across the, uh, to another part of the world. Like, is it legit? Is it not? Is it like? Ooh, there's, that's a tough. There's a lot, right? So that's why I started the blog because, you know, and the blog is my experience. There's tons of people that have had different experiences. So um, it's just a way that, you know, if people are thinking about this, this process and this journey, they can go on it and, and see what I went through. 
And, like, I, I look at your Instagram, and I'm thinking, how does he have time? Twins. Where do you find the time to document all this stuff? Well, it's 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 work, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of it is work, and and the sponsors. I guess you have the nanny as well, and, and I have the nanny, and I have my mom, and um, I'm lucky. Like I'm 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 truly lucky, like to be able to to afford an nanny and to to have my parents that are amazing. Um, there are people that I know that are are literally doing it themselves. And would you I, have done it by yourself if your mom wasn't in the picture? Be honest. Would I? Well, I would have had no choice. <laughs> okay, so you would have still taken that risk. And- yeah, like I, I wanted kids, right? So I had a partner, and I didn't think that my mom would be. I knew my mom would be involved. I mean, I'm Italian. Hello, like mm-hmm. my mom's of course going to be involved. But I thought I would have a partner, and I would have one baby, and it would be doable. You know, I have a loft in the city. Like we'd live in the loft until like you know she starts walking, and then maybe think about moving. But now things changed and luckily I have the support I do. And now I'm in Vaughn. Fun. <laughs> a single gay man in Vaughn with two babies. With all the other Italians. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> all right. That's, that ends our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank I you hope so much. that uh, you were able to uh, give out some amazing, valuable information to some people who are interested in, um, in, in surrogacy. And so where can people get a hold of you? On Instagram, the daddiaries.ca, or you can go to my blog, uh, the daddiaries.com, or YouTube, the dad diaries. And Joan? And Joseph, first of all, congratulations. Your girls are so beautiful. I've been like staring at them on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, they uh, are you can really find cool. me on Instagram at Joan Kelly Walker Official. And myself, you can find me official Laura Bellot on Instagram. You can also follow the dating and relationship show on Instagram or on Facebook. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in each and every week. Ciao for now. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.